0: Hello, I am 8, and you are listening to Roads Uncharted. Previously on Roads Uncharted, while conducting our investigation regarding the mysterious circumstances of pie-eating champion Jane's death, Inspector Arthas encountered a mysterious individual who was skulking around the medical tent. Highly suspicious of this individual, Investigator Arthas left the scene in pursuit of them as they hobbled off into the streets of Zara. Inspector Rowe, noticing Arthas' absence, departed, following after our giant kin companion. Meanwhile, Inspector Francis Broussard and myself pressed our questioning of prime suspect Margot regarding her involvement in the dispensement of pies that murdered Jane. Upon discovering Margot's true involvement in Jane's poisoning, I applied pressure in my line of questioning. As such, I am ashamed of the outcome. That said, Inspector Broussard took Margot back to the police station, and I waited at the medical tent for the return of my companions Arthas and Roe. Letting them know the circumstances, they departed for the investigator station. I waited and reflected on my involvement in the investigation. My companions returned and have informed me that we will be furthering the investigation by having dinner together at the
1: Overlook Inn? We join our party seated at a table in the Overlook Inn. Francis Rowe and Arthas were able to collect and convince eight to join them. The individual Arthas that you had talked to earlier in the day is now gone. The two gnomes are still seated at the table, so is that individual with the fashionable gambeson. There is now a chipper young woman wandering about. The dining area she was very happy to give you a seat and gave you some parchment menus a little grease stained but otherwise for the most part clean she brought you a round of water and you can see that the water glasses are a little smudged a little speckled what are all of you doing talking about while you wait for the server to come back to your table
2: for now, I'm just sort of reading the menu and trying to, I guess, get a bead on what I can get here.
1: I mean, menu is a very liberal term. It, it is literally a piece of parchment that just says bread, water, vegetable stew, dessert of the day. And that's it.
2: What's the dessert of the day?
1: You will have to ask when the server comes back.
2: Great point. I flipped
0: the, the page over in my three-fingered hands. Why even bother having a menu if the options are prison food and vegetable stew? Is there a reason we have decided to consume food at this establishment?
3: Uh, Yes. Um, Quick just point of order. Do I know that you have gone back to being referred to as 8 at this point? Or are you back to Inspector 9?
0: I probably would have told you that it is is I, 8. At some point when you came back to to get
2: me,
3: ah, well, my friend, ate uh, it is um, because on their uh, little escapade, um, Arthur and Roe have encountered an unsavory individual here, who we believe we might be able to learn more about if we scout it out. Now, I am admittedly a bit disappointed that I. Cannot have my traditional cocaine, but it is all right.
0: So we are having garbage for dinner, followed by questioning.
4: All in the name of justice, right? So you can sacrifice a meal to find the truth.
3: Yes, now you're thinking the way an inspector does. It's all part of the plan, and I'll kind of give like a sly little wink.
4: There's a little bit of nobility in that. like it.
3: I just nod
0: to you as you say, sacrifice a meal.
3: Sacrifice it is.
0: This is a true sacrifice. And I do not take it lightly. I will suffer alongside both of you. Just tell me how much
2: to moan and wail. I mean, I don't think it will be too bad. The food is edible.
1: At this point, the server walks back up to the table. All right, so are we all having dinner?
2: Question What is the dessert of the day?
1: Oh, that's my specialty. She like scrunches up her shoulders and makes this big wide grin. I call it creme brulee. It's like a custard, and then I put sugar on top, and then I just hold a candle over it until the sugar melts and it makes this really cool crust.
4: I believe that's called wax, dear.
1: No, 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 the wax doesn't drip on it. The sugar melts and it becomes crunchy and sweet and then you break into it and then you have this nice creamy custard underneath. It's really tasty.
0: Oh, okay. Fascinating. We'll take eight.
1: Eight desserts. Do you want dinner?
0: The rest of the garbage? No, thank you. not, not, Not garbage, no.
1: She immediately, like, her features just drop and she looks so hurt. I worked really hard on that stew. Oh.
2: Six portions of stew.
4: I will will take a stew. I know this is not on the menu. Is that any sort of meat, any sort of
1: protein? Oh, we don't have anything to keep the meat. She leans in to the table. I had to convince the owner to stop serving meat. This is much safer.
4: I appreciate you looking out for your clientele.
3: <clears throat> this sheep will be fine. Thank you.
0: I believe it is called a stew, Inspector.
3: <sighs> yes, of course. Um, uh, what is the finest wine that you have?
1: Hmm. You know, I can go down in the cave and look.
3: Uh, Something red, please. Uh, Mm -hmm. If it's an older vintage, that would be great. If it has anything um, of a nutty characteristic or perhaps something a bit more um, uh, floral, that would be delightful. But uh, if not, that's just fine.
1: Okay, so eight portions of dessert, six portions of stew for you, she points to Arthas, one for you, and and I'm sorry, sir, did you say that you wanted one as well? She points to you, Roe.
4: If there's any half portions, I would very much appreciate
0: that.
1: I could bring you a cup.
4: I will take a cup.
1: And no garbage for you.
0: I will take as much bread as you choose to bring me. Um. However, you said you have a cave under the establishment? Mm-hmm. Does it go far from here?
1: Well, it's a wine cave. It does come to an end.
0: Oh. So it is a man-made cave, not a natural one?
1: No, it's natural, it's just not very big.
0: I see, so it is more of a hovel, in line with this establishment.
1: She puckers her lips a little bit. I'll be back. She walks away from the table.
0: All hope is lost. Did I say something wrong?
3: Well, factually, no. No, you've, you've said everything correct. But I have often found that even if I... Uh, I'm not personally delighted with the choices at an establishment. I don't say so directly to their face as uh, that uh, tends to get you poor service or perhaps someone to spit in your stew.
0: A little bit of spit in my stew would not bother me, though you would tell me to lie to folks.
3: Uh, I don't lie. I just don't tell them what I feel. I say, oh, thank you. I'll have whatever it is and just forget to mention that I'm displeased.
0: You obfuscate the truth.
3: Uh, in this case, yes, because it is... Well, you could see how disappointed she was when you said everything was trash, and while I do not disagree with your assessment, friend eight, it was, um... <clears throat> I try not to actively displease someone that I may one day need to be in, uh... the type of disposition to assist me.
0: I understand. I furrow my brows. However, what you tell me to do is to lie, and besides... I do not live here i will be leaving in less than two days so i suppose quite frankly i do not care how much i upset this person
4: wait i would request that you take a little bit of care because while you might not care i'd rather not have spit in my stew
0: that's fair however i did not request stew So if there is spit in my bread, I will be sure to let you know. To the extent that I need to curtail my behavior for your benefit, I will do so. I apologize, best friends.
3: It's quite all right. It is not to be a concern. But I appreciate your willingness to uh, cooperate with us. It is most kind of you.
0: I quirk my brows at Inspector Francis's piping up. I apologize. I was speaking to Arthas and Rowe. However, you are my most dear inspector.
3: Hmm. Well, that is quite the fine distinction. I appreciate it. (laughs) And I'll look kind of self-important for a moment as I'm satisfied that I've received a special title from my friend Eight. <clears throat> and then I will go back to pouting that uh, there is not any good wine, any good steak, or any good food.
4: What is the what is the chance that they don't have any wine and you're about to get some sort of stout ale?
3: I'd give it a 50-50 chance, but uh, in that case, I'll just you know, drink it, and pretend I like it, and go have a glass of wine when I get home
1: this evening. Shortly after you say this, the young woman does come back with this big tray. She's got about four loaves of bread on it and you can you can smell it before you see it. It is freshly baked and it is this gorgeous crusty looking artisan loaf with the, the four cross split and she also pulls out of her apron pocket a very dusty black wine bottle and she sets it on the table in front of you Francis. This was the oldest thing I could find. It was way in the back.
3: Well, what do we have here? I'll pick it up and kind of look at it, inspect the label, see what it says.
1: The label is in a language that you don't understand, but you can see clearly that it's probably 50 years old, based on the date.
3: Hmm. Oh, Delightful. I'll purchase the entire bottle, thank you
1: she nods and i'll be back shortly with the stew and then afterwards i'll bring the dessert
4: this
3: thank you my the desk. bread
4: looks lovely
1: oh thank you i worked hard on it
4: you did this yourself uh, sorry i did not catch your name
1: oh my name is nora
4: nora well oh, good good to meet you nora
1: and you would be
4: oh yes that's right uh sorry uh my name is roe he's my friends eight Arthur, and inspector francis i believe He's a bit has bit of a reputation around.
1: I don't know if I've ever heard of an Inspector Francis, but okay. Pleasure. She bobs her head a little bit and then goes off to deal with the other patrons that are in the establishment.
3: Is the cork still in the wine bottle?
1: Yeah, she didn't open it at all.
3: I feel safe consuming it. I will open it. Okay.
1: You do, and tell me, what do you do when you open it? Do you drink it straight from the bottle? Do you... Uh,
3: I will most certainly. Uh, fetch out of my uh, pouch a uh, stemless wine glass, which I will place on the table. I will, of course, remove the cork, uh, waft it beneath my nose. Mm. What type of wine is this?
1: I have a feeling this is a perfect opportunity for you to use your custom skill, sommelier.
3: Ah, delightful. I would like to roll sommelier to determine what the wine is.
1: So for you, it's going to be two green, one yellow, and I'm going to make it an easy check, so one purple. All
3: right. One success, three advantages.
1: So we'll deal with the success first. You sniff the cork, and, and you get this very heady note. You pour the wine into your stemless wine glass that you apparently just keep on your person. Yes. As you turn the glass this way and that, you can see that the legs... Are coming down nicely along the side of the glass. You can you can smell that it's floral and ever so slightly nutty, and yet at the same time a hint of chocolate as you taste it.
3: Ah, well, this is delightful, fascinating. Hmm, I'm going to have to look into this bottle. Perhaps I can acquire a little more of it. It's not quite a Syrah, but it's a good close second. Mm. And I will savor my first glass of it like there's no other wine in the world.
1: Now you got three advantages. Um, If you want, you can use two of those to notice a thing. And by notice a thing, I mean, you could tell me what you might be looking for while you're testing this wine. You can recover any strain if there's any strain that you still have to take back.
3: I would like to spend this time to try to identify what particular region of the country, or of the land, or perhaps a different land, um, that this wine has come from. Perhaps I can taste it in the grapes as to where they are from.
1: Sure. Why not? Why not? I'll say that the more you sip this wine and you're able to really run it over your palate, you start to notice a familiarity about it. You can tell that this has some similarities to your Western Syrah. So there's a good chance that this also comes from Balcora.
3: Well, what do you know? I think this is a Western wine after all. Fantastic. Uh, uh, Ro, would you like a sip? It is quite delightful.
4: Uh, sh- sure, yeah. Um, I'm not really one to appreciate wine. It's very rare that I, that I had wine, but was familiar with them.
3: This is a gift from our homeland. Would you share this? Of
4: course. Yes, yes, of course.
3: Delight from home with uh,
4: me. Yes, I'm not going to deny it. I just feel that I'm not going to appreciate it as much as you.
3: It is about the connection, the bond.
4: I will share in this bond.
3: i offer you a, a bit of wine.
4: I've seen people do this before. You swirl it around the glass. And so, so Ro is taking, taking a little bit of it. Sniffing it, I imagine, I, I imagine I'm able to pass out all the, the different notes, but not understanding how the process of wine is made, you taking a sip. Oh, it's bitter.
1: And a little dry.
4: I always imagine wines to be very much sweeter than, than your typical ale. This is nice.
3: Uh, yes. Yes, now try fluting it. If you uh, inhale ever so slightly um, uh, while you uh, have a bit of it in your mouth, uh, it'll kind of bubble over the tongue. It oxidates the wine. Uh, it means that you're going to um, uh, notice different flavors. When you do it, it's, um, oh, it, it, it opens it up. You get a little more of the uh, uh, tartness from the grapes in the dryness. It's, it's excellent. I highly recommend it
4: threw a lot of words at me. It's more of a slurp. <sniffs> Don't know what that was supposed to do, but it's delightful.
3: Yes, it just opens the flavor up a little bit. You can notice a bit more. The different, different hints that are hiding in the body of the wine.
0: Mm. Mm.
4: hmm I'm... They, they were hiding. I found them.
3: Delightful! Ah, Ro, this is excellent. I'm so glad that you've joined me on this endeavor
4: does very much remind me of home. Uh, I will... Is it okay if I offer it to and Arthur's?
3: Oh, yes. I was just about to ask if anyone else would like a sample. This is what the West tastes like, my friends.
0: Oh, a taste of the West? I lean in. I would absolutely love to
2: experience a taste of the West. I have a loaf of bread hanging out of my mouth. I am preoccupied. Arthas, are you eating my bread? I am eating my bread but I will not complain if I am handed your bread. But I'm the only one who ordered bread.
0: Arthas, it is possible you are consuming spit that was intended for my
2: bread. That's an incredible point, Eight. I am so sorry. How does it taste? Well, as far as spit-covered bread goes, I can't complain. That is good.
3: If
0: I had the opportunity, I would have taste-tested this bread for spit deficiencies. That said, I do know your penchant for consumption, and... I believe that spit is not really a deterrent for you. Few things are. I do remember that day you ate sand in the desert. It may have been a lapse in judgment. Heat stroke causes delirium. It was understandable. Yes.
2: Yes, it is.
1: It is at this point that Nora comes to the table with two bowls and one cup of steaming vegetable stew. And... As these bowls are set down in front of each of you, you can see that there isn't really a ton of broth, but what you can smell of it is is indulgent and herby, and you can see that the vegetables were all roasted beforehand. They've got nice little char marks on them, and it is just overflowing with root vegetables and of all different colors, it looks like a very tasty autumn stew.
2: Thank you, and I am... Immediately going to start just going after that.
1: I will ask everyone that chooses to to make a vigilance check for me at easy. So one purple.
2: I have a single success.
0: I have a success and three advantages. I could you
3: not have rolled four successes.
4: I have a wash.
1: Alright. Ro, you are astounded that this stew actually looks tasty that you just forget everything else that is around you. So between your loaf of bread and, well, maybe a loaf of bread, depends on how much Eight wanted to share and your cup of stew. Nothing else really matters. Arthas and Eight, you both notice that somebody has entered the inn. Eight, what would you like to use your advantages for?
0: I would love to use those advantages to have the individual who has strode into the inn draw attention to themselves, and perhaps notice a distinctive feature about them? Okay.
1: I'll say when they walk in, they end up slamming the door a little too loud. And other patrons do take note of them as well. You do notice that they have a bright gold chain strung about their neck. They are dressed quite fine for somebody to be frequenting this establishment. Inspector Francis, not only do you notice this individual who has left the door slam shut, who is wearing very fine-looking clothing, you notice that there is a tattoo right behind their right ear.
3: Do I recognize this individual? You do not. Hmm. I'll go back to enjoying my Vesa.
1: I'm sorry, enjoying your what?
3: <laughs> sanchovesa, it's a dry red wine.
1: That's what I thought you said. Yes,
3: I've determined that this is a sanchovesa.
0: sanchovesa. Uh Well. Is that like a cerveza? Sure. Which is hard for me because it makes me think of gazpacho, which is a cold tomato soup. And I do not understand.
2: Oh,
3: God, no.
1: You brought this on yourself, Josh.
3: Um, uh, it's a uh, uh, rather fancy. It's a wine. It's a wine. It's a style of wine.
0: My friends, look. The person who has just entered this establishment is dressed far too nicely for this, quite frankly, dump of a place.
3: I would like to take a moment to compare this person's dress to my own. Who is the better dressed of the two?
1: Without
0: a doubt, it is them.
1: Definitely, yeah.
3: Okay, good, good. Perhaps we keep our heads low and keep an ear out.
0: I do not have ears. How would you like me to proceed?
3: I would say listen closely, but let us try not to draw attention to ourselves. I
0: see. Our companion Arthas is 11 feet tall, and I gesture to Arthas,
3: Yes, but let us not draw undue attention. Arthur is a formidable figure, but that does not mean that he needs to make a scene.
0: You are referencing to my outburst earlier today.
3: Oh, no, wait. I am referencing that if we are just merely travelers here, then this individual will have no reason to suspect us of anything. However, if we um, should, uh, I don't know, start shouting or anything of that nature, we should... This, this is a covert operation, Eight. We must be stealthy. We're spying.
0: I'm sorry, Inspector Francis. Did we not come here under the assumption that someone here knew who you were and believed you to be a, quote, crooked law enforcer?
3: Uh, yes, that is exactly why we're here. And we are here to get to the truth of the matter by listening, by using our ears and our eyes.
0: Inspector, if I might speak frankly, I believe that we have lost sight of our true objective. We have come here in order to clear your name, when we should be searching for the associate who has caused a murderess to murder someone in cold blood. <clears throat> and
3: I'll reply to eight. Yes, I think you're quite right. This is not exactly... Uh on the most straight and narrow route to success. However, I am loosely confident that there may be some overlap between the individual who has cast shade on my reputation and the individual who has attempted to, um, well, I shouldn't say attempted, who convinced uh, young Margot to uh, commit a murder
4: I believe the uh, the reasoning was if someone wanted to throw off the investigation off of themselves, they would blame or frame someone who was close to it.
0: I see. To cast the credibility of the ones investigating into doubt would render their investigation moot.
4: Rowe is nodding his head, and we'll take another bit of stew. It's delicious.
0: Most interesting... Shall I accost our new patron of this farm?
3: Let us give it a moment and just see what they do.
0: Ah,
1: subtlety. Speaking of which, I want everyone to make a vigilance check and this time it's going to be easy. So one purple.
0: Four successes and an advantage, good GM. One success. Two successes
1: and one triumph.
4: Two successes, one threat.
1: Okay, so, Arthas, with one success, you overhear the bartender grumbling to Nora. Dunath hasn't been seen all day. So typical. You can hear Nora responding. Saul, look, i am I'm sure he just didn't feel well. Probably just wanted to partake in the festival. Uh, Kappa, you overhear that finely dressed fellow that just came into the inn talking to Nora. Uh, yes, a table for one, please. Yes, yes. Um, Look, I, I was told that this might not be the best establishment for me, but um, you see, I'm only staying over for one night. Is there any way that I could procure a room? Oh well, I I don't actually run the inn. I just I just take care of the food. Um, you you'll want to talk to Saul. <laughs> nice, Josh, you over here from the two gnomes chittering away as they do for the most part they talk in whispers to each other almost as if they're plotting but at one point you do hear one of them say you know i i heard i've heard that azara hides an underground society no no you didn't yes yes i did supposedly something called the eyes of tanir well that can't be right weren't weren't the worshippers of tanir obliterated like 40 some odd years ago like what wasn't that the reason why we decided it was safe to come here No, no 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 supposedly Supposedly, from what I hear, the nobles are involved. Oh, well, that would make sense why they they hide it. Hmm. Eight, you over here, the man that was seated by the windows with his, his bruised and battered face and his very fashionable gambeson. Hmm. So Lord Fellows was seen with a dashing young woman picking out wedding rings. Mm. And you can hear the scribbling of an ink pen against parchment. And I have to put that into a sonnet. Hmm. Now, Francis rolled a triumph.
3: I think with that, I, if I could notice an important detail, I want to identify everyone who seems to be or is acting suspicious in the room just by doing a quick scan as I'm paying attention while enjoying my wine and kind of doing the thing that um, oftentimes uh, someone will do as they enter a room where they don't feel particularly safe and they're identifying exits and things that they need to keep an eye on. I will be identifying any figure of note who appears to be suspicious or perhaps um, eyeing a group trying to Identify things.
1: I'd say that the two gnomes and the individual with the gold chain Hmm. seem the least comfortable in this establishment.
3: And the figure with the gold chain, is that the one who just walked in or the one who was already seated?
1: The one who just walked in. Okay.
3: All right. (laughs) Fascinating. Fascinating. As we are. Continuing our meal, I will um, kind of in a hushed tone, uh, speaking um, as I uh, spoon a little bit of this stew into my mouth, and will say, I think um, perhaps we ought to uh, keep an eye out and I will just nod my head ever so slightly towards the gnomes and ever so slightly towards the figure with the gold chain, uh, trying to direct my compatriot's attention in those two directions. I believe that might be what we're looking for, and I will enjoy my soup, stew,
4: thing. GM, I heard the individual talking to Nora about a room, right? Correct. I will go ahead and relay that. Yes, yeah, the when you indicated the single person called Jane, they're only here for a short amount of time. I overheard them talking with Nora about procuring a room here. Though they must talk to a soul of sorts. Nora's unable to help them with that.
3: Hmm. Fascinating. I'll just glance in that direction. Do I recognize this individual?
1: So the individual with the broken face and the the fashionable gambeson, you don't recognize who they are, but you do see that they are wearing a pin. It is... A feather and a not really a bird, but it's a very a simple drawing of a dove. You would know that that is the symbol of a traveling troopsman, so he's potentially a poet or an actor or something of some sort.
4: GM, the festival is it a single day thing or is there, there more days to come?
1: A few days, yeah. It's 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 Yeah, it's not as long as the festival in Saline, which lasts a week. Uh, This one lasts three or four days, depending on how large of a crowd they can gather.
4: Okay, and this was the first day. Do you think we should approach, if time is of the essence?
3: Well, we've gained a little information, not a lot. Perhaps we'll be able to overhear more, otherwise I propose that we... inquire as to the business of this individual who's spending the night it's interesting that they wish to be out of town so quickly after choosing uh well it's just a curious timing that they are attempting to leave town today of all days when there was a murder perhaps after the meal i I, th- I think perhaps if they are drinking having them consume a, a beverage or two might be preferable. They might not be at their sharpest of wits to um, perceive what it is we're attempting to discover.
1: The individual does take a seat and does start drinking what looks to be an ale. Um, After serving the ale, Nura comes by. Are you ready for your desserts? Are you still eating? She scopes out the table.
4: My my cup is empty, uh, and I will Yes, uh, very much excited for this creme brulee.
2: Absolutely. Thank you.
4: Is there anything like the stew? I'm looking very much forward to it.
1: She clears the plates and in short order comes back with eight of said desserts for eight and one for each of the three of you. It is probably... Uh, It's an oval-shaped ramekin, so it's a couple inches deep, and it's maybe about four inches by three. It is topped with a very caramelized sugar crust, and it smells sweet.
4: Okay, so this meal is almost over.
1: The individual at, at this point has already quaffed one ale and is starting on a second and he is writing in a notebook.
4: They're writing something. Does, does, Jim, does it look like whatever we're doing, they are responding with writing, or are they just writing, writing? Is it notes, or are they journaling?
1: It appears to be more journaling. You do notice that they are writing when you are not talking, so, from what you can tell, they're just writing.
4: Once I finish my dessert, should I head over?
1: Yes, yes excellent
3: i believe i'm prepared as well
4: just introduce myself
3: certainly i think if you'd like to do that that's it's not a bad idea okay
4: then once i do i will wish me luck and walk over there uh hello um my name is ro and uh i noticed you we're here alone. I w- was wondering if you would appreciate some company.
1: He stops writing. Looks up at you. I mean, I suppose if you would like to. Gestures towards the empty seat at his table.
4: Sure, I, I will take the seat. And uh you you are?
1: Oh, I apologize. I don't talk to people very often. Uh The name is Vess. Aaron Vess,
4: Vess, Aaron Vess. Remember that,
1: Inspector Francis. You know that name,
4: Aaron. Um, for uh, f- forgive me, I had noticed uh, that uh, Nora had pointed out that you were looking for a room and uh, for for a single night. Are you leaving in the middle of a festival?
1: I'm not really into the Rexen festival it's just people aren't my my thing. no. Um, I'm actually going out of town on business tomorrow. and this is a much more convenient inn than staying in the city.
4: Lou, that's fair. that's fair. i'm I'm also not one for crowds, but I would have been trying my best to sort of learn what is there to offer. And I guess you can say that's my business. What sort of business are you into?
1: I suppose you could call me an advisor.
4: Advisor? Advisor of what sort?
1: Private consultation, as it were.
4: Just general consultation or specific practice?
1: Specific practice for one client for the last few years, but um, to the right buyer?
4: Do I get the sense that his sort of consultations are illicit?
1: I'd say it's a little difficult to tell from this short conversation.
4: Okay, so hypothetical. If I were to hire you for a consultation on something that I'm working on, what well, what sort of rates are we are we talking here?
1: Aaron gives a sly smile. No offense, Roe, but I doubt you can afford me.
4: And that is why. Is merely hypothetical.
1: My annual sum with my current client. Probably more than you've seen in your entire life.
4: But you don't know me.
1: You're wearing what appears to be patchwork armor from the Western continent. You don't give a last name, which means you either don't have one, or you are no one of import, where a last name would do anyone any good to hear it. Now, please, tell me, shall I go on and prove how I know you would never be able to afford my services?
4: It's quite impressive. Quite so. You're well-read. Well-traveled. I wish to be that well-traveled.
1: It's a good goal to have.
4: I'm sorry if I offended you in any way. I was merely trying to strike up conversation, provide a bit of company. I know when I am meeting alone, i not, not particularly fond of that
1: I actually prefer to be alone as I said people are not my thing
4: that is fair that is fair
1: now if you are not here to strike up a conversation in regards to business I do ask that you return to whatever table you came from I believe your friends and at this he glances over at the group might be remiss of your company
4: Aaron, before I leave, I have one question for you. Do you have any idea why some ruffians would take one look at me and ask me to leave within two days?
1: Do you owe anyone a debt? No. Then I would have no idea. Thank you. You can have that for free.
4: I will... I will leave you to your writings and your dinner.
1: Have a good evening. He nods. And I will return. bro. before you walk too far away, give me an easy vigilance check. One threat. Go ahead and take a strain. He was rude. It was a little stressful.
4: Okay. Once I am back at the table, I've learned the man's name is Aaron Vess. Interesting. Most interesting. uh, Private consultations, I believe, having to do with Debts and finances and money—very much in line with what with what we know about Margot. Could be a handler of sorts. Also very rude. Does not let on that he knows more.
3: I might have a bit of additional information about uh, this particular individual. You see, we were—I shouldn't say that. I know who uh, Mr. Vess works for. And I uh, have upon occasion uh, heard about the type of work that they do. Well, the type of work that they did, you'll see. I will bring my voice into like the lowest whisper I can possibly manage. Aaron Vess is a retired assassin.
4: He did say he was in the business of consultation. Now that could be a cover. That could be quite literal. Deeply unfortunate. On consultation for murder.
3: Murder is not a profession. If we're looking for someone with the means to perform a killing, This might be the individual. Perhaps a scorned love interest. Perhaps it is merely as a cover for something else. But it is interesting that Aaron Vess is here the same night that we are investigating a murder where they are so very skilled with murder. And I think there's only one way to know for certain. I propose that we ambush Aaron in their room.
4: And look over at Aids and Arthur's. and should we do this?
0: This is a travesty. The fact that this man walks free is a crime against all living things.
4: So tonight, we dispense justice.
0: I'm not.
3: Yes. Perhaps it is time we put <clears throat> a little right back into the world.
1: Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next time, but in the interim, follow us on Twitter at Roads Uncharted. The Roads Uncharted podcast is GM'd and produced by Dax, who you can find on Twitter at GM underscore Dax. We use the Genesis RPG system published by Fantasy Flight Games and music licensed by Epidemic Sound. Arthas, champion of Opham, is played by Neil. Eight is played by Ren. Who also composed the music for our opening theme? Follow them on Twitter at Thorny Dryad. Roe is played by Kappa, and you can follow him on Twitter at The Kappa Chris. Francis has been played by our guest, Josh Simons. You can follow him on Twitter at Joshua M. Simons to check out his charity streams, TTRPG content, and all around goodness. You can also check him out on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash Joshua Simons.